You're listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To learn more about the Collective Church in Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, visit us online at thecollectivechurch.com. It kind of feels like, to me, that we're kind of... The only, the only image I get is sitting poolside. Not on a day like today in Portland, Oregon. Um, but in a sunny location. And I don't know if that's your jam. It's my jam. The sun. And I, I just I just feel a little bit basky right now, if you know what I mean. That's that's what worship felt like to me is as we were just in this in this and, and Heather did a really, really great job of just describing the pocket and what that is. And taking advantage, not taking advantage, but taking, um, it's taking opportunity. That's so much of what life is, isn't it? Is opportunity. It's when the Holy Spirit, remember in the, in the, the, the stories in the Gospels when the angel would come and stir the water? And the first one in got the healing. I mean, that's, I filled out this morning that the angel's stirring the waters. And it's like, get in. Don't, don't miss it. Don't say, don't say next time. Don't say, don't say I'm unworthy. Hey, let me get my stuff together, then I'll, then I'll come get in. No, the angel is stirring the waters this morning, and it's to bring healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're so, I hate painting with a broad brush, but man, in our culture, it's like, we have to understand things. We say things like, well, let me, let me wrap my mind around that. And I just don't really have a handle on that. Let me pick your brain on this. Like, there's things that we don't have to understand. Like, I don't understand my prayer language, but I know that it builds up my, my spirit, man. I know that there's a heavenly transfer. I don't, I don't understand how God by the, the Holy Spirit draws men into repentance. I don't understand it, but we've seen it time and time again. I can't wrap my, my mind around what it means to sow finances into the kingdom of God, into the soil of the kingdom. I can't wrap my head around that but I experienced the blessing of the Lord. I don't understand how God heals a body, but I've got faith for it. And I know that he created us. So as the creator, he certainly can heal what he created. And he took upon himself penalty that we deserve, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't know how that works, but by faith, I grab onto it and I stand in the place of righteousness. Sometimes I think a little bit of what mammon is, it's like the God of understanding, the God of I have to understand it, the God of it has to make sense 
has to make fiscal sense. It has to make uh, relational sense. It has to make time sense. It has to make... What if God was... was on the, out on the water today and he was bidding to us, come, walk to me. Boy, that's, that's not understandable. That's beyond our comprehension. So this morning, I would encourage you to wrap your spirit around what God's doing in this moment. Wrap your spirit around what God's doing. I was with a young man yesterday, or Friday, and he, um, when he was younger, he had spent 10 years seeing a mental health doctor. Um, 16 years old, he was living out in Forest Grove at a, in, a, in a facility. He had Tourette's and um, autism. And his, you know, his parents sent him to live, to live in a home. And somebody invited him to to the local Foursquare Church in Forest Grove, and uh, he went to youth group there. He said it was loud and it was like a lot going on, you know, for him. And he said, but the pastor, the youth pastor, got up or whoever was speaking that night got up and, and gave an altar call. He said it just spoke right to him, just like right, it's like this is what I've been looking for. He didn't know Jesus, his family didn't know Jesus, his family didn't serve Jesus. This is what I'm looking for. This is exactly, like, this has my number. And um, what happened was in that moment, he prayed the prayer in faith. He opened up his heart. He wrapped his spirit around it. He expressed faith. And in that moment, this is, this is why we, when we sing this song, it's not just a song. He, he was instantly healed. Never to experience Tourette's again. And every bit of autism was healed in his, in his life. And I'm, just, I'm telling you that. And I, 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 believe what, I believe what happened in that, in that, in that moment was, was deliverance happened. I believe that, that he went from the, I mean, when he went from the kingdom of darkness and he went to the kingdom of light, ownership of his life changed. The title, the title went from the enemy, it was transferred over to the, over to the, the kingdom of light. And in that moment, all trespassers were kicked off the land. In that moment. It, does that always, is there always a deliverance at the moment of salvation? I, I don't know. I'm sure to some degree there is. But literally his body was healed. And so I just, with what just happened in this moment in worship, and honestly, if I could just grab my guitar, I just would play a guitar solo for the next 35 minutes. That sounds great to me. Probably only to me, but I just, I just didn't really want to leave that moment. Uh, And then if I had Devin's hair, it'd be powerful. Yeah, miracles. I'm just going to wrap my spirit around that. Don't you tell me you can't do it. 
Heather, why are you amening so much? Good Lord. But in this, in this atmosphere of Daniel playing, and the Holy Spirit's here, folks. The manifest presence of the Lord is in this, is in this room. I think we'd be remiss not to pray for some bodies this morning. Not to pray for healing this morning. So if, if that's you, if you say, Pastor Ben, I need a healing in my body, I do want to call out one thing, and we prayed for it in the first service, it's skin conditions. It's eczema, psoriasis, um, rashes, irritations. Um, can, I, can I have you take a bold step and raise your hand? Can a bold step, raise your hand if that's you. Can we put, would you reach out your hands to the people that have their hands raised right now? Jesus' name, Jesus' name. If there's any pain, acute pain in your body right now, just place your hand on it. Place your hand on it. We're just gonna wrap our spirit around. I'm actually gonna have Tiffany Cummings. Tiffany, would you just wrap your spirit around this? Pray. Yeah, Father, we thank you, God. I thank you that every single injury, um, just right now, would be healed. Every skin disease, we just um, we just curse all skin disease right now in Jesus' name. All psoriasis, eczema, um, just Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we ask that you dry up what has been dried up, God that you would dry it up at the root right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that you heal skin right now. Um, and just any um, infection. I was I was praying specifically interceding for my, my son right here, my 18-year-old, Micah. He's been seriously tormented in his in his left ear for a long time. He has deafness in his left ear, and he has two of his back bottom molars that um, need root canals. And um, the dentist was like, oh, yeah, we'll get him in in April. And so I just, um, right now, I'm like, God, would you just, like, could you just, like, replace his teeth, God? God, could you just, like, close up those wounds, God? And God, could you just, could you just restore what was stolen in his hearing, God? Thank you, Father, for touching my son right now. I thank you, God, for those those nerve endings just to close up right now. Anything that is dead and infected right now. And Micah, and, and Micah, I believe Micah was a prophetic example today for what's going on in this room. And he is a prophet to the nations. And his his voice and his mouth, I mean, why why would we not attack the mouth if he would, you know, if the enemy could attack the hearing and the mouth in a prophet? And so right now, in the name of Jesus, I cancel all assignment 
of um, voices being hindered, hindered in our prophets right now in this room in the name of Jesus. And I call forth every prophetic voice right now in the name of Jesus. I call forth every prophetic voice right now in the name of Jesus. God, we ask that you set a fire in these voice boxes, in these mouths right now. And we curse all pain and all hindrance right now in Jesus' name to any of our voices, any of our, um, our prophetic ear and insight right now. And if that's you, if you feel like your voice has been stolen right now, or you, you feel blocked up, you feel, you feel muffled, you feel anything that's hindering your voice box right now, just in the spiritual or in the natural, I want you to just put your hands there over your ears. If you can't hear God's voice, if you feel like you are um, deaf to God's voice right now, in Jesus' name, we command every ear spiritually to open right now in Jesus' name. I command every voice to come forward right now in Jesus' name, every prophetic voice. And that spirit of Jezebel that is trying to attack the voices of, of God's prophets right now, we curse at the root in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we curse it at the root right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that you release the voice of the prophets right now. I thank you, Father. No more hindrance, no more blockage. Healing take place. Thank you, God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Believe that. We stand on that this morning. Um, I, I just honestly, Daniel, do you want to just, let's, I mean, what do you want? Let's, what do you want? What do you, what do you want to do? <laughs> Callie, sounds so good. Thank you, Jesus. Um, you know, it's going to just be very, very, there's going to be encouragement. I, I just, what I want to do, every service is so unique, and I just feel like I'm not going to try to recreate last service. Um, I have some things, that I, I do want to talk about finances. So... Um, it's awkward for me. It's awkward for you. We'll just be awkward. It's fine. I'd rather talk about sex. <laughs> um, that's easy for me. Um, but, I, you know, actually, it was, it was interesting. I, I felt like the Lord said to me, um, like, you know, our private parts. He, he was, you're like, well, where are we going with this? I felt like he said... Like this, this right here is, is one of our private parts, <laughs> the wallet. That's why it's so, I think that's like the subject of sex and the subject of money are so, they're so private. It's so, it's so, um, you know, part of who we are. We don't, we don't often um, say, hey, you want to know how much is in my, my account? You want, you want my on point login? You know? <laughs> We don't say that. Like, in, and, and we all have different, there's all different versions of what success is. There's all different versions of like, like we're killing it, man, that we're killing it this month. And you're killing it this month might, might be like beans to somebody else's month. And you're like, ah, oh, we had a decent month to, to, to a, a couple that's just getting started is like, oh my, I can't even imagine have, having that. Like that's why it's so it's so personal, right. and and in sexuality, okay, let's just go here. How God made us, God made us sexual beings. That's that's part of of, of the gift of our humanity. 
that he's given to us. And every single person has a different sexual profile. Um, let's just go here. When we're talking about finances, let's talk about this. Everyone's got a different arousal scale. Every single person, that's why you can't just say, well, this is, this is men and this is women. And that's why when we paint with a broad brush, it gets kind of dangerous because we're all different. We're all unique and, and, and God's created us all differently. And in the same way, like our finances, there, there's, no, there's no two finances that are the same in this room. None. We all have different investment strategies. You know, the Nigerian prince that I sent my, all my money to last year. <laughs> he keeps assuring me that I'm gonna see it. <laughs> I mean, it's too too good to not believe, right? No, but so, so this morning we're talking about, you know, it's like we could get into the weeds. We could get into the weeds on, well, is... Is, is tithing new covenant or is it old covenant? And we could get, we could go deep into that. We could say, well, actually tithing is pre-covenant because tithing is, is actually started when Abraham ran into um, Melchizedek, right? The, the king of Salem. And, and he, he what, what happened when he ran into him? Gave him 10%. And so we say, well, it's, 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 it's pre and then some say, well, then we don't, we don't hear, we don't hear Paul talking about it to the, to the New Testament churches in the, in the letters, you know, Jesus was like, yeah, you should tithe. But remember he went on to talk about what was greater because the Pharisees were getting caught up on the, like how much mint did we pick out of our garden? Did we, if it was 10 leaves, did we make sure to get one leaf of the mint and the, and, and the spices? And they were, they were so caught up in this, in this activity. Jesus said, yeah, tithe, yes. But, but y'all, y'all are missing the point. So we, we could, I mean, we could go there and maybe we will go there. I think we probably should at some point. We should go there. Um, for, I just, for me, I, I, was, I was raised in church. You know, tithing for me has has never been something that I've had to, you know, I've had to wrap my, I've had to really like have faith for because it's just something we did. So for me, the tithe is like, because we live in the new covenant, which is a better covenant. I just, what I feel like the Lord has me do is as I I give 10%, I tithe. That, that feels like obedience in my life. And then above and beyond there is where I get to sow and where I get to listen to the Holy Spirit and where I get to do the really, really cool stuff. Tithing is cool, don't get me wrong, but that's like, I feel like I am, I'm just, I'm being obedient. And what that does is it's the test of every time that I get a paycheck, it's I am, I am declaring, because there's first fruits throughout the whole Bible, talks about first fruits. I am declaring when a paycheck hits my account, I'm saying, God, it's not mine, it's yours. It's not mine, it's yours. And this will not be my master. And this will not be what controls me. 
Actually, I'm controlled by the Holy Spirit. I'm submitted to the Holy Spirit. And so, so God, you graciously are giving me 90% because it's all yours anyway. I'm just a steward. But Pastor Ben, I have honed my skills and my abilities through 10,000 hours of Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, and I am an expert in this because I have sown and I have been diligent and I have, yes, but it is the Lord who gave you power to get wealth in the first place. It is the Lord who gives oxygen to your lungs on a day-to-day basis that allows you to do, to allows you to read the books, to get the 10,000 hours, to develop the skills, to then make income. So ultimately, it's the Lord's. It's the, it's the, the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's all his. It's all his. So, so, so tithing is this, this beautiful way of every time we get income of saying, God, this is all yours. It's all yours. And, and I'm, as a sign, I'm giving you the first fruit from, from, from income. Isn't that good? And it ca- calibrates us. It keeps us, it keeps us, um, you know, the Bible talks about mammon. And mammon is, is the, the, the paradoxical to, to, to the kingdom of God. Mammon is, is stuff. It's accumulation. It's things. And I'm just, uh, let me just tell you right now, and, and for the younger generation, if you're, if you're a young person in this room or if you're raising young people, listen, we have got to raise our young people on how to give. Because it, it is so kingdom. And I'm telling you, what, what happens in giving is they are inundated. They are 100%. These are little mammon machines. Seriously, Instagram is a little mammon, a little mammon platform. We have never been so, our, our young people have never been so inundated with stuff and the accumulation of stuff. And what it means and the shoe drop, I mean, stock X. And I'm just telling you, it's got, we've got to have, it's got, if, if I don't get there, there's a, there's a fear of missing out. There's a fear of not having what others have. There, there are parents right now that are putting themselves in horrible financial situations so their kids can have the newest this, that, or the other because the spirit of mammon has gripped their house. And it's backwards. It's, it's so, so giving, so our, when, when our, when, when my, our kids get checks, we should teach them. We should teach them. This is what you do. You download the, the app here, church center app, and you give 10% and it's a real easy, it's a great math lesson too. You just move the decimal over one space. There you have it. Super easy. Some people are like, well, we're old covenant givers. Well, that's 27%. So God bless you on that one. (laughs) It was bring to 10 and then that to the Levi's and to the priests. And I think it added up to around any Bible scholars. It was like 27%. I think was in, was, yeah. So you're like, oh, maybe I do like the new covenant. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm a new covenant believer. Um, Gosh, Holy Spirit, where do you want us to go? We just have a few minutes, Holy Spirit. Okay, let's read. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It says this, it says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. 
but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will have, then you will always catch this church. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. Did you hear that? That God is the one who provides seed to the sower. So as we sow, we, we tap into a kingdom economy. When we sow, what happens is we're sowing seed. And God says, every person who sows seeds, I'm going to give them more seed to plant more. Let me tell you, you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. My, my dad was on the board of a national, uh, national ministry. You probably know the name if I said it. A lot of you would know. And he traveled with them around the world a little bit. And, and his, his wife literally had to put tape on onto, to objects in the home that he was not allowed to give away. He was a radical, radical. He, got, he just got this principle. I can't give out. I mean, he would, he would take his, I mean, someone would say, I like your shoes. And he would, you know, take his tie off, take his watch off. He would, he sent our family to like Hawaii. Um, he helped to pay for a trip to Hawaii. For, I mean, like he was constantly, constantly giving to ministries. He was generous. Yeah. And his wife was like, I love this. I love it. But this painting is from grandma. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is Papa's watch. You know, we can't give away Papa's watch. And, and, and I mean, like, yeah, I mean, just, just wild, wild generosity. And people would, it was crazy. People would look at his, his life and be like, oh, that prosperity gospel and that guy. I'm like, y'all have no clue. Y'all have no clue. He ain't even trying. Yeah. He, he's not even trying to accumulate. He's just like, he's just like, God, who do I get to give it to? Who do I get to give it to? And God just keeps saying, okay, there's a sower. Yeah. And he ain't going to hold on to his seed. He's just going to keep sowing it. Now, can you have savings? Yes. Is it wise to have all these things? Yes. But here's the thing is we don't... We, I don't consult lack and ask lack if I should give. Lack is a horrible, horrible financial advisor. <laughs> hey, lack, should I give? Because lack will always say don't give. And it's actually sometimes the spirit of mammon is disguised in fiscal responsibility. Well, I don't have my emergency fund fully funded yet, so God's asking me to give, but I, I can't because Dave said I can't. And I honor Dave. Dave's pulled, listen, Dave has pulled a lot of people out of the ditch. Dave's pulled a lot of people out of the ditch. But I'm just saying, no man, no financial advisor is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is asking you to give something, we give. We, we are obedient because we realize, actually, when, you know what was interesting? When it leaves my hand, it actually enters Jesus' hand. It, it actually doesn't go to a church. You're like, how does, does Jesus grab that box over there and take it? How does that? Yeah. No, like we, yes, you, you understand what I'm saying. Bob, Bob gave this story last week, if you were here, 
Bob and Jenny preached on giving and they talked about an amount that they had given over time. And no matter what happened with that ministry that they gave to the, their local church, whether it crashed, whether it did wonderful, whether it, you know, the, maybe they said that they were gonna build something, this, that, or the other, and it didn't get built, or, or how many, we've all, been, we've all been a part of some things, right? We've all seen, them, seen some things, right? You know, the capital campaign, that, you know, and, and it's, but I want, you, I want you to hear this. Bob, Bob made a statement. He said that I don't regret a dollar that I gave. And it was a significant amount of money over, over a 20-year period of time. Because ultimately, that was not an investment in that ministry. Ultimately, that money went into the kingdom of God where moth nor rust do touch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It went into a heavenly bank account that is stored up for eternity. Now, what's great about it is that when we give, when we're obedient to God to give, what happens is in the here and now, God says, I'm going to take care of all your needs. I'm, I'm, I, I own a cattle on a thousand hills. I have no debt. I actually own everything. It's all mine. And I will provide. I will be your provider. Yeah all that you need and more. So, so we want to get out of this, this, okay, I'm not going to go there yet. When I give, I also, I'm not, I'm not putting demands on the money. This, this is not like a um, self-directed IRA. This is, this is, I'm, what I'm doing is, is even the, 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 re, the rewards and the reaping that I get, because I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm just gonna tell a little story, and it feels a little bit private. Um, the Lord asked us, and I just kept. I mean, you know, when the Holy Spirit's asking you, you're like, Satan, quit telling me to give to a ministry. You know, get behind me, Satan. You know, devil, quit telling me to sow into souls, because um, he's always doing that. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and so I just was like, oh, we're supposed to give our car away. But then I was like, you know what? I saw my dad give a car away. I've seen people give cars away. I've, and I've seen what God does. God's like, I've seen my parents drive away in a brand new car after having given a car away and not even sewing for a new car, actually not even knowing how in the world that they were gonna even do life. They were gonna catch a Greyhound bus back from Idaho to North Dakota is what they were gonna do. And I saw them, they, we drove back as a family as, as I was five years old in a 1984 Plymouth Voyager with faux leather or with, with a faux wood panel down the side. It was hot, hot car. And um, so, you know, we sew, we sew. And what we did is, is I, I waited, a, I, I, I sat on it too long because we were actually just coming out of financial trauma. I sat on it. I felt like I sat on it too long, and then this this couple of missionaries they, they were they were moving over um, somewhere where you have to ship cars, and I was like, well, I don't think they want me to ship my Tahoe to them. I don't know if that will be a huge blessing. Um, so I was like, I'm going to sell it and I'm going to give the finances. So I sold it. So I sold the Tahoe, and we just took we just took the, all the proceeds and we we sent it to them. 
So like I'm peeking out my window in the morning. I'm like, is there a new car out there? (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, you know. um, Because we don't don't actually, once it leaves our hands, it's, it leaves our hands. We don't get to control it. We don't get to tell God what to do with it. We just, but we just know that he knows us the very, very best. Yes. And so we, we, we give and we sow and we're, we're generous. And, and so I'm, I'm just going, and then like a year goes by, even more, and we still need another car. And I'm like, okay, God. You know, then you start getting, then you're like not looking for surprises. You're actually uh, irritated now at God. And I was like, okay, God, we gave a car away. We gave our automobile. A to B. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting there, we're at, we're at Crestview. We're having a New Year's something, prayer, worship, awesome. And, and we were sitting in the chapel. And I was sitting there, this is before you got rid of all the pews, Bob. Sitting on the pew. And I was like, I was just like, okay, God, I think you're not insecure. So I'm, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a real talk here. I was like, I gave my car away. And you said you were gonna take care of me. You said you're gonna take care of our family. And you have been but you haven't given me a car. And uh, <laughs> so, um, he's, and so he let me go on for a while. <laughs> just you know, took the, just the fish, taking the, you know, and I went on for a while and I was telling God, I, mean, I was frustrated with him and I was frustrated and I, feel, I felt like, do you not see me? And uh, he said, open your eyes. There was a car in the sanctuary. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I said, open your eyes. And I opened my eyes. I looked up. And I saw my tailor playing the bass, just lost in worship. Just his beautiful long locks just I mean just lost in worship and I looked up and Ashton's got the mic and he's prophesying over people and he's in a room full of adults but just acting like he's 40 years old and giving people words and and talking to people about what he's sensing for and I'm just and then I look over my wife is just she's leading worship and and Macy's over there, you know, Macy's writing songs to Jesus and filling up her journal, just. <laughs> he says, open your eyes, dude. He goes, there it is. He goes, this is the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and he adds no sorrow thereto. I thought, okay, God, I get it. I get it, 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 I get it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the provision. Thank you for the thank you for God what you're doing in my kids' lives. So so when we give, we don't we don't get to say where we reap. 
reap. There is a reaping. But the Bible says, test me now in this. In Malachi 3.10. Italian, Italian prophet. Cantrells, did you know that? I know. Italian prophet. He says, try me now in this. See that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing on on you. And he said that he would rebuke the devourer for our sake. Amen? Isn't that good? So so let's, here's, here's what I'm sensing in my spirit. It's like, let's get past our prayers just being about... Let's get past just, and and if you're in this place, I feel you because I've been in this place before where my prayers have been about getting out of debt, groceries, gas, bills. And listen, God cares about all those things. But I believe God wants to start getting seed to the sower. Seed to the sower. And to do that, we got to get seed in the ground. Listen, there's no offering today. There's no capital campaign starting. We're not buying Bob and I matching Harleys. We're getting gold wings. So we can go out. No, that's not what we're doing. We're not doing any of that. You're already generous. Here's what we miss out on though, because we have a bunch of generous people in the collective church. And and I mean, God is wildly blessing the collective church. I'm just gonna say wildly blessing. We're able, it, it is so fun. And we just got, where's that poster, Brittany? We just got this poster signed by a bunch of kids, right? Yeah, go, go grab that. Hurry. <laughs> Run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not going to wait. But, like, <laughs> maybe I'll wait. I don't know. See how fast she is. It's like with our kids. Time, I'll time you. Yes, Brittany. On on behalf of the entire Metzger School community, thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Principal Swindle. And I don't read Spanish. But... Just, I mean, this is to me, this is what it's about, folks. That we can say, hey, church, we got a bunch of need in our backyard. We all step up, and y'all stepped up and impacted so many people's Christmases this year. And you know why we we can do that? It's because we have. Uh, let's let's have our prayers go from Lord. We need clothes. Lord, we need food. Lord, we and we need those things. And, but God says, don't worry about those things. He says, this is what occupies the minds of unbelievers. That's actually what Matthew six says. It says he says clothes and food and shelter and build. He says these things occupy the minds of unbelievers. He says what's supposed to occupy our mind is God cars for me, cars for others. God clothes for me, clothes for others. God, I thank you that I can pay my bills and that I can help benevolence ministries help other people pay for their bills. In Jesus, God, I I thank you for ministries that you can help us fund. I thank you for Messenger Cup, which I, that we could give money to help a country in Russia that I've never even heard of. And I had to go look it up on a map. 
that needs the gospel. So, so, so that's, that's the kind of, of generosity that we want to start walking in. Amen? I'm just telling you, you just pave the way for God to do things in your life. You just open up. You know that song like um, we sang, open up the windows, let the light in, open up the windows. You know what that is? That's not like we're not asking God to, oh, we're the, that's us. Yeah, yeah, I, that's actually us. You know, in, in it's Psalms 27, right? Like, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Let the King of glory come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord God Almighty. That's who it is. Like, we're the gates. We're the windows. <laughs> so we open up by, with our generosity and with our giving. And God, then God comes in. We open up the windows and the light comes in and the generosity comes in. I'm just telling you, there's a verse in, in Psalms. I, I can't remember where it is, but it says, it says that... Um, and it's, it's really good. I just, I lost it. It's about generosity and the righteous are generous. And they're chill. I've never seen the righteous begging for bread or their children, the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. Thank you, Jason, Pastor Jason. Um, my, a friend sent me this. Abundance is the ability to do everything God puts on your heart without having to ask money for permission. Abundance is the ability to do everything God puts on your heart without having to ask money for permission. One of, the, one of the ways, and we're, we're going to close up here, but one of the, one of the ways, is, is your faith stirred? Yeah. Your, and you know what's, what's crazy is that we could go around the room, and, and I, I could go around the room, and I could hand the mic to people around this room. And, and I, you know what we would hear? We would hear stories of the goodness of God. We would hear story after story of when God came through. Over and I mean, how many just say that's that's your life, God coming through, God coming through, Brian and Trudy, Eric and Kathy. I just I look around at some of some of y'all that have been serving Jesus for a long time. You've seen a lot. You've been in church a long time, and I just I look at at your lives and 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 I mean we could just pass the mic around. Just you could just testify of the goodness of God. I never, I've never ever heard anybody said, man, I, w- I just wish I wouldn't have given so much at church. I once looked at my coffee bill. <laughs> I printed out all my, you know, all my statements came in the, you know, in the mail, back in the mail days, remember that? And they would send you statements for a whole year. And I went through with a highlighter and it was called Heritage Coffee. That was our coffee joint in Alaska. And I was like, and I was like 3,000, I mean, it's thousands of dollars I spent on coffees thousands of calories (laughs) every day probably four coffees a day me too her too it's it's addiction it's addiction we don't throw rocks here Jenny's disgusted with me up here (laughs) she's like four (laughs) okay she said get a coffee maker okay Okay, the Dave Ramsey of beverages here. <laughs> Didn't 
taste is good, Jenny. <laughs> I don't have amaretto syrup at my house. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have an Amazon there. It was Alaska. It's whatever you can get with a dog sled. That's all you get. That's all you get. But... I mean, I, I've gone through those kind of bills and gone, that was stupid. Yeah. You know, you're talking, you're like, I don't know. I just don't know why we can't save up for a house. You know? <laughs> like, well, that's probably why. And then you go, man, how many times have you looked through your, looked through your statements and goes, oh, we got to stop going out to eat. <laughs> like, we are eating out way too much. Um, I have never... I have never heard somebody say, man, I gave too much to the church this year. I gave too much to missions this year. I sowed too much into ministry this year. No, like our, our goal is for that number to go up every single year, no matter what our income is. No matter what our income is. Our goal is for that number to be bigger than the year before. And what it is, we party. It's, it's exciting. We know that our money is invested into the best soil, the best soil that's eternal. I'm fired up. We should take an offering, Bobby D. Here's one last thing I'll say is this, is that um, we're not, we're actually, I, I wish you could, remember Miss Frizzle with Magic School Bus? I wish you could miss Frizzle into my heart right now. <laughs> the little magic school bus. And hear the intention of my heart. Like, it's, it's actually not for more money. That's actually not, I'm not saying this because we have any, God is radically taking care of us and he's helping us radically take care of our community. You can just be a part of that too, by the way. Isn't it cool that you're giving and then things are being given? Like, there's like the blessing of giving, of obedience of giving and of sowing. And then your money kingdom-wise is tied to, like you're, I, I, think, I think about things like this. You're driving on I-5 or 217 and you could be passing cars that your finances went to to radically change their Christmas. Or your money that could be going to a foster family to be, be uh, with love and actually the, the car that's driving by you has a car seat that your money paid for, for, the, for that foster family. Or you could be driving past a car that has a young woman that was, has just coming out of prostitution and is with a counselor because we've given to Safety Compass, which is a trafficking or anti-trafficking organization. Like this is actual, like, and we don't even know it and we won't even know it till we get to some of this, till we get to heaven. Till we're there and someone walks up to us and says, thank you. Thank you for what you gave. And we don't even know. But that's how good God is. So we're not, we're not telling you these things. In, in the first service, I gave the, the um, example of Ashton and, and, and Taylor. Um, you know, one of the things that we, we do for them is we say, boys, you young men, when you meet somebody new, you shake their hand, you look them in the eye, 
and, and teach them how to have a conversation. Because this whole thing of like, you know, in, in hoods and hiding and, and, and I'm really confident on this on a device, but I'm not confident with another person, I, I don't think is healthy. I think, I think we gotta, you need to know how to shake a hand, you need to know how to look, look a grown up in the eye, and you need to be able to have, carry on a conversation with them. So I te- would teach our boys this, right? Teach, teaching Macy how to address adults. Now, the reason I do this is, is not for short-term benefit. Do I enjoy that they do that? Is it, okay, let's be honest. When, when we're in an environment and I see them doing that and I see them just like knocking it out of the park, I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> like, I, I like it. Like, but that's not why I'm doing it. That's not why I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it because when they're out of my house, that they're in a job interview, and I think, I think there's gonna be a generation of people that just, just I mean, the very, they're gonna get looked at and have a few sentences and go, you know what, I think we may have already found the, the person. I'm, I'm sorry to have wasted your time today, young man. I mean, I'm serious. I, I feel like we're setting them up for their future for favor. That, 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 that those intangibles that actually go before the ability and the talent, right? And so, so that's, that's, that's the mentality. So my mentality this morning, I want you to hear this. Bob and Jenny's mentality in the next few weeks as we continue to just explore the subject of money is not for, so you can give more money to the collective church. Now, if God's asking you to start giving, I believe that our tithe our giving goes to the local church. Where where we in community, where we're in family, where we where we are receiving teaching and instruction. I believe that's very very biblical. But that's not the reason for this. The reason is so that all these families that I could give the mic to that could, would tell testimonies of how God turned their lives around when they when when He got a hold. So you know we get saved. God gets our heart, and there's like a secondary salvation. This is not theologically correct, but hear me. But it kind of is a second salvation when He gets a hold of our finances, which is so personal and so private, and He gets a hold of these different areas of our life. Um, so our our desire is we know what a blessing it will be for your family. We know what it will be, a blessing it will be for you as a couple. We know what a blessing it will be. Listen, what most, most divorces, what's the, what's the biggest subject? Finances, finances. I mean, right, right away, there's, there's marriage counseling tip number one. <laughs> You know, are, are, are y'all giving? Are y'all giving? Okay, I've meddled enough this morning. Let's stand. Let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you give seed to the sower. God, thank you that you are... calls himself Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider, the Lord, our provider. Lord, help us, help this just to sink really down, deep down into our spirits.
Thanks for listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To find out more, visit thecollectivechurch.com.